0: Hello, I'm Corey Strumman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Today, we're jumping into our co-starter series, during which we'll be chatting with four individuals with businesses and ideas who have participated in the 10-week business education program at Collider, further developing their ideas and building valuable connections through their cohorts. We're looking forward to hearing their stories and sharing them with you. Thank you for taking the time today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider Foundation, a local nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we chat with Angie Severson about her nonprofit organization, Miss Angie's Place, which fosters positive relationships through art, nature, community, and well-being at a welcoming and inclusive community center. We'll also chat about her experience as a co-starters participant. Let's get started. Hi, Angie. Thanks so much for being on the show with me today. Thanks, Corey. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Well, what brought you to the Rochester area and what would you say kind of keeps you around? I grew up
1: 45 minutes southeast of here, southwest of here um, in Brownsdale, Minnesota. Went to school in Hayfield. So um, did travel around a little bit and then ended Mm -hmm. up
0: coming back here to be with family. For sure. Well, what's kind of your background in both education and then work after? Yeah, I went to
1: school, so I went to college to get a graphic design degree, and so I did that for about 12 years, Mm -hmm. and then went back to school to get my art education degree and did that at St. Mary's University, and did teach at Lourdes High School for about six years, um, and then also have worked with kids kind of in all age ranges, all the way from, well, actually started in an infant classroom, so six weeks, all the way up to college kids. So
0: Very cool. What initially kind of sparked your interest in creating a community center and what made you decide to go for it? Um, Just like
1: what caused a lot of people to make changes recently was the impact of the pandemic and COVID-19. And I was teaching at Leward High School during the pandemic and we were attempting to teach remotely. All of our students were at home. I was teaching from my bedroom, so all I had to do was roll out of bed in the morning and then walk over to my computer, which for me was pretty awesome. Um, I think I'm an uh, extroverted introvert, you would say. When I have to be on, I'm on. Otherwise, what I really enjoyed during that time was the ability to reflect and think about how things were going and while I was doing that, the one day I was just kind of pulling my covers up on my bed and I thought, I could start a center. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I could. And it, um, so that was kind of the first idea for it. Initially, it was going to be a childcare center. Going through all of that research, that was just going to be way too much. The overhead was going to be expensive. The hours were extremely long. And so then as the plan kind of developed, then it became more Miss Angie's place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about what Miss Andrew's Place provides for the community and what services you offer there.
1: So our initial tagline is a safe space to gather and grow for people of all ages. And that is through art, nature, education, and well-being. Um, it The main focus of it, I guess the pandemic is what initially got it going, but mm. what helped me really... Um, to make this change was when George Floyd had passed away and just all the anger and animosity and everything around surrounding that situation. That's when I was like, I am done with all of these with everyone just being so frustrated and angry with each other. And so that was the big focus of Miss Angie's place is a place for everybody to feel that they're welcome. And I hope Mm -hmm. that that is what it's doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So It was kind of sparked, or your idea was sparked during the pandemic. What year did you actually get started then?
1: So the idea for the whole thing was February of 2020. Mm -hmm. Then um, I turned in my resignation at Leward High School, February of 2021, went through my whole contract. And so then Miss Angie's Place started uh, fully June of 2021.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. What were some of the biggest challenges or barriers you faced as you've developed Miss Angie's Place?
1: Is to hear something that someone says and you think, oh yeah, that's great. That's fabulous. But you actually have to research it. It can't mm. just be based on what somebody else tells you. And to really, I mean, you can't just have an idea and then just want it to happen. And I also didn't realize how lonely entrepreneurship can be also mm is I built this place for all of these people to gather, but a lot of the time it's me behind the scenes, sitting on my computer, getting registrations up, figuring out Facebook and how to do all their different algorithms and boosting posts. And so that was one of the challenges. It's every day I wake up and I'm excited to go to work, but I have learned so much in the last two years. It's just mind-boggling.
0: And every day there are new things to learn. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that you participated in co-starters fairly recently. What would you say um, was the benefit that you gleaned from that and what Collider kind of provided to you while you were moving forward with your business?
1: It With Miss Angie's Place, one of our core concepts too is mentorship. And that's exactly what, what co-starters provided me with. Because a lot of the challenges that I was facing either as a business owner, you know, just as like a human being, I could find people that understood that when I was in co-starters and I came away every session with so many answers to so many questions and halftime I didn't even know I had them. Mm -hmm. But just with even even the people in co-starters, like the people who are participating with me, there was like six of us, I think. And each person brought such a wealth of knowledge to the table. And that was in addition to each of the different presenters we had every night. So Mm -hmm. the facilitators of co-starters are amazing. The program itself is amazing. Um, Yeah, I can't say enough about that
0: experience. Well, that's great. I'm glad that it was beneficial for you. Um, Have you found kind of the Rochester area to be a receptive community for Ms. Andy's Place? And it's not in Rochester proper, is it? It's... In no, we're
1: located in Pine Island, Minnesota, which okay. is 18 miles north on Highway 52.
0: Okay, sure. Well, have you found, I guess, in general, the, the community to be receptive?
1: It's a little bit tricky. My sister lives up in Duluth, Minnesota, and She has something called Hardy Girls, and it's what I modeled my Naturescapes program after, which is, um, so Naturescapes is our nature camp, and the main idea behind it is is little kids being outside immersed in nature with a trusted adult guiding them, but Mm -hmm. it's really student-led. In the Duluth area, this is a really popular model, and nature-based schools are becoming more prevalent. But in the southern areas, we're just now starting to grasp onto that. So that would be one thing. It's like maybe the model I've started is you know just a little bit too out there. The other thing, one of our initial pillars was spirituality. Mm. For this area, that was also hard because a lot of times we associate spirituality with Christianity. And if it's not Christianity, then that kind of puts people on edge. And so then that's, that's been a struggle a little bit too. So, but that's what you learn with entrepreneurship is like, how can I pivot? How can I stay true to what I want to happen, but also make it marketable and make it palatable for people to want to buy into? Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Well, what do you find most rewarding and enjoyable about your work?
1: Every day, somebody different walks into the building and I don't know who that's going to be. And it just blows my mind. I've, I had an art class, or I have art classes last year. A mom walked in with her son. They are homeschooling. They're from the Minnesota area. She and her husband and her three sons have been living on a sailboat for six years off hmm. the coast of Panama. I had another lady walk in asking about sound bowls. I didn't know what that was. She started doing sound bowls with us for a year, Natalie Baker with the YMCA. So that's the part I love is just all these people I get to meet. And it's not just the, like, I have lots of kids in my summer camps, but it's meeting their families too. Like, mm-hmm. their, like I love talking with their parents and just learning things about them. So that, that's the part I find the most rewarding is just all the people I'm getting to meet. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful.
0: What's a piece of advice that you would give to someone considering starting a business?
1: Ask lots and lots of questions. Not just of other people, but of yourself and your higher power. Don't make any rash decisions, um, but also think about your personality too. Because you know, even though I'm saying don't make rash decisions, maybe that's part of your personality. And if it is, then you just have to live with whatever the consequences of those decisions are. But yep, my my main um my main thing would just be to ask a lot of questions and seek out people who have done this stuff before because mm-hmm. they're going to have a lot of good insight for you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, what are some of your hobbies and interests outside of work?
1: My hobbies and interests are actually all of the stuff that are in our pillars, so art, nature, education, and well-being. So, actually those are all the things that I love to do. I love to hike. One of my My bucket list items is hiking the Grand Canyon. Mm. And I'm 45 now, so I do need to do it pretty soon. Mm -hmm. But I heard that there's like an 85 year old that just did it. So I don't know. You can hike at any age.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so strenuous, but yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to share some more about Miss Angie's Place and for being here today. Yes, it was fabulous. Thanks for having me in. My pleasure. Thanks so much to Angie for sharing her story. You can learn more about Miss Angie's place by clicking the link in our show notes. And thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within our community especially stories that otherwise would not have been told and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast.